Hello, hello, Chloe Riley here with Supermarket News, and we are at the beautiful headquarters um, of employee-owned uh, Hy-Vee here in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Um, we're talking with uh, Hy-Vee CEO Jeremy Gosh uh, about what makes Hy-Vee our 2023 Retailer of the Year. Jeremy, thanks for sitting down with us. Hey, today. you bet. Thanks for having great. me. Great, beautiful space. Thank you. Thanks for selecting us. That's, yeah, that's a oh great honor. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I feel like let's you know I feel like we should dive in with the health healthcare sector because you guys just have so much going on. Um, you know, Hy-Vee Healthcare LLC, which I think was also kind of recently created. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, encompasses we've got Vivid Clear RX, Redbox RX, and you know you've got some new regional pharmacy fulfillment centers as well. Um, you know, just how has this been going? You know, and kind of what are some of the challenges and opportunities? You know, playing in the same space as like a Walgreens or you know a CVS. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, our strategy around healthcare is really focused on the customer and really being the destination for the customer for their whole health and well-being. So everything you see us doing with Hy-Vee Healthcare LLC is putting all of those energies underneath one umbrella for the most part. So if you kind of the things you rattled off, I mean, with Vivid Clear is our PBM that's very transparent, unlike any other PBM. I mean, we don't hold rebates. We pass them through and we charge a per member per life cost to anybody that's working with our PBM. So it's very different, very transparent uh, compared to what you have out there today for PBMs, but we feel is the right model going forward. So that's that's part of the structure as you look at those companies. And Redbox RX is really our digital pharmacy. I mean, we can fulfill a pharmacy anywhere in our 50 states through our, you know, you really get on Redbox RX and you see a doc and we take care of a variety of health concerns. I mean, mental health, ED, all of the things that you see a lot of times through these online, you know, that's what we're really doing there. So it's been fantastic for us. And then if you think about what we're getting into and what we're working on, we just opened an infusion clinic this year. So we're doing infusion here in West Des Moines. We've got a partnership um, and that's under Hy-Vee Healthcare LLC as well. We'll have a couple more coming in this year across the country. We have Chicago as well as Buffalo we're working on. They'll have infusion clinics. So that's part of Hy-Vee Healthcare LLC. And then as you look at really holistically we're really working hard with our dietitians to really think about how we use all of our resources to really help the customer live a better more healthy life i mean it's about having a pharmacy and it's about having you know a lot of the avenues that are traditional healthcare, but it's also about food as medicine and that's the opportunity that we have you know versus cvs versus walgreens where we've got dietitian services that have we've obviously had for years and years and years and randy was really instrumental in really pushing and launching the dietitians like you see today in Hy-Vee and really through our virtual dietitian services and virtual health services we're able to really help our customers live a healthier life make choices that is going to change aspects of their health long term by really looking at what they eat and how they live their life every day so it's more than just being about a prescription medication or an infusion or or going to a doctor it's more about managing your health every day using the resources that we have available to the consumer uh, every day Absolutely. And, uh, and that subscription service, Healthy You, right, just launched in May. Right, yeah. right. And, uh, and what are the opportunities, you know, for grocery, like in terms of subscription? Um, you know, are you already seeing interest? You know, kind of what does that look like? What's the ROI and something like that? Yeah, I mean, our, our dietitians really, uh, through the pandemic, when people were cooking at home, I mean, that's really where we saw an uptick, especially in the virtual space for dietitians, because people were at home wanting to really know and understand how to cook and how to make foods, especially foods that were healthier for their family. They didn't, a lot of people hadn't really had to cook before. I mean, as, as you know, I mean, the restaurant industry and food away from home had taken out food at home 
uh, prior to COVID and has done it again, by the way. But, you know, that's really where we took advantage of having these resources to help people be able to not only cook a meal at home for their family, but a meal that was very simple, affordable and healthy for their family, which that's really what that's all based off of is how we have access to dietitian services to really help people learn how to cook a healthy meal at an affordable price. And that's what they're doing. So we're seeing very good success there and we'll continue to grow that moving forward. That's great, wonderful. Healthcare, is that the biggest opportunity for growth right now for hy V, or is it a different sector? Well, yeah, I mean, pharmacy is our largest department. So, I mean, if you think about that as, as we're viewed as a food company, but our largest department is pharmacy. So healthcare plays a massive, massive role in hy V, and I think we're just scratching the surface of what we're gonna be doing I mean, with healthcare moving forward, I mean, obviously that's why we formed Hy-Vee Healthcare LLC. So when you think about primary care and holistic health and everything that people are doing to really help manage their health long term, it's a massive opportunity for Hy-Vee and, and by, by far a great opportunity for us to be able to move forward. Wonderful, wonderful. I want to pivot over to, you know, dollar stores, uh, very well positioned right now, you know, to increase their share of sort of total U.S. grocery sales. How does Hy-Vee's dollar fresh market fit in that space? You know, are you seeing success and demand, you know, for this concept and, and which regions, you know, are you seeing this concept work well in right now? Yeah, we've continued to grow our dollar fresh brand and, and it has, I mean, a lot of different areas of opportunity, really. I mean, so dollar fresh for us is our opportunity to get into towns where we can't get a Hy-Vee into. So it's smaller communities that you know, our need of access to fresh food and frankly at an affordable price. And that's where you see it, you know, being dollar fresh market. I mean, because it is a low price alternative, but it also is a fresh market. I mean, so, you know, we're able to go into communities with a different store format, smaller store, and be able to give them access to food and fresh food um, in areas that we otherwise couldn't or they may not have access today. So that's a piece of it. It's also a piece in food deserts, in, in major metro areas and cities that we're able to enter into space that doesn't either have room or have access again to fresh food in a metro area that could be a food desert and be able to open a store. So we've continued to grow and expand Dollar Fresh. We'll continue to grow and expand Dollar Fresh where we see fit. I mean, we're looking at a lot of existing buildings. We're able to go in and retrofit pretty quickly and get them opened up. Uh, but it's been a, a good growth model for us and a good opportunity for us to really, again, get into these communities that are underserved and be able to give them opportunities to get access to fresh food at, and again, it's a dollar fresh, so it's a very affordable price. It's a very lean structure, very low labor, yes. um, but also very able to succeed in those areas, so. Great, great. I want to switch over to uh, the Hy-Vee Plus membership. Um, are, are you seeing growth, you know, in those memberships? What's the strategy sort of with the Plus model moving forward? Yeah, we're going to, we actually just had a meeting on this morning, so we're continuing to work on, on Hy-Vee Plus and, and really offering more um, advantages to our consumers, more perks to our consumers. I mean, and that's what they're looking for. I mean, everybody's looking for right now deals and they're being driven by deals. So for us with our e-commerce platform, H Plus plays in well there as well with free delivery and some opportunities that we have for our digital customer. But for us, yeah, we see this as a viable growth engine moving forward. We see this as a play obviously for loyalty for customers that are very loyal to us. Obviously we have ability to communicate with them directly. Uh, much easier. They're they're much more devoted to our brand. So we'll continue to fight to grow uh, H+, and continue to bring more perks to the marketplace and, and more advantages for those folks that want to sign up for our H+, membership. Great, great. Um, just your general growth strategy in 2024. What, what regions are you eyeing? You know, why? Well, we've announced already. I mean, we're working on the southeast. So you'll see us uh, break ground in 2024 in the southeast. I mean, we've got locations announced in Indianapolis. 
we've got locations announced in Nashville. So you'll see us, you know, act on those intentions in 2024, at least to get started with construction. You're also going to see us with a big play in wall-to-wall. -wall. So we're seeing good success with wall-to-wall -wall wine and spirits. Mm. So uh, we will be looking at locations there where we can get those uh, moved, get those opened up. So they'll be a big part of our growth strategy as we move into 24. And then frankly, as we talked about earlier, even as you look at our healthcare strategy as part of our growth strategy for 24, I mean, that's gonna play a big role uh, in our strategy for 24 with our infusion clinics and using you know, Amber Specialty Pharmacy and some of the uh, avenues we have there for, for growth, you'll see us really have opportunities in, in the healthcare piece of our business for growth in 24 as well. And then as always, uh, we're always looking for opportunities with Fast and Fresh. We had a big growth year last year with Fast and Fresh and we'll continue to see where those fit in and, and, and continue to build those where we find opportunity available to us. We've seen great success. Uh, with Fast and Fresh as well, which is our convenience store model. That's great, great. And I was going to just ask about that. Are all those converted now, all, this, all the kind of C-store into the Fast yeah. and Fresh? Yeah, we've got almost 190 Fast and Fresh locations nice. now. So we converted our Hy-Vee Gas, which was a snappy, trendy name, uh, you know, Hy-Vee Gas. So we do have all those converted over <laughs> to Fast and Fresh. It did have Hy-Vee in there. It, it did, yeah, it did. Um, but it didn't reflect who we were. And I think some of it was, too, it is part of the rebranding. It was also taking about what, who we wanted to be and making that into who we, we were going to be moving forward as well, and not only in name, but in what we carried and in variety. So we've opened um, 87 Market Grill Expresses inside of those uh, Fast and Freshes, and we've got 100 more we want to get done because we think really the key is, is really fresh food made to order inside of our Fast and Freshes long term. So we've got half of them roughly done with fresh food being made to order inside of them, and we'll get the other half done as we work through the next year uh, and continue that. But we also obviously, as we converted those stores, uh, drove fresh food, commissary meals to go, all those things into those fast and fresh locations, which has been very advantageous for us. Jeremy, it's like you're in my questions. I was literally going to ask you about prepared foods, meal solutions. Oh, sure. How have you been growing in that area? Yeah, meal Tell solutions. Uh, yeah, as you know, uh, we've we've opened a commissary that makes meal solutions uh, fresh. So that's been a fantastic growth area for us. And we continue to add space. I mean, we went through our, our food stores and added space for mealtime is, is our brand for our, our food service. Uh, meals to go and it's been very good i mean again customers are looking for not only easy quick meals but they're also looking for nutritious meals which we're able to do with a variety of lines of, of food and product where you have protein and side dishes um, that are made fresh and, and sent to the stores that they're able to to obviously sell direct to consumers so it's been fantastic and, and it's been a good avenue for us i see growth going to continue there that's great um, staying in the same line of uh, this idea of food, you know, food service at retail. hy V, I I feel like a leader in this section. You guys have the food halls, the partnership with Wahlburgers. Uh, you know, what's new for the company in food service or what's on the horizon, but it just feels like you guys are kind of a masters in the space. Yeah, we'll continue to, I mean, we've done a really nice job in developing the concepts that we have in our food halls. So, you know, Wahlburgers, we have a, a strategy where we're going to continue to convert uh, where we see fit, Market Grills will convert to Wahlburgers where it makes sense for us. We've got uh, 23 more we're going to get done before the end of this calendar year that'll move over. So uh, that's good for us. And then you're going to see us continue to work on, you know, Mia Italian is another concept where we're doing Neapolitan pizza done in four minutes, cooked in a 700 degree oven. So we're continuing to look at that model and expand out because obviously pizza in Italian is a good destination point. And then, you know, Hai Chai just continues to dominate. We've been in the top 100 Chinese restaurants in America for the last, I don't know, Randy and I were talking about it this last weekend for as long as we can remember. And we just do a fantastic job there with real, fresh, authentic 
you know, food in, in our high chai department. So they'll continue to be a growth model for us and an avenue for us to continue to grow moving forward. But I think we, with what we have with a lot of made-to-order food, which is where the customer's really been going, where they're going, you know, we've continued with high chai, with Mia Italian, with Market Grill, with Wahlburgers. All of those are really customizable, made-to-order, fresh food uh, that customers can get in minutes at an affordable price. So that's really the, the, the plan as we continue to drive forward with food service. Sure. So I'm hearing... It's the quality, it's the fresh, um, and it's sort of the, the fast, right? Like yeah. the, the convenience and the, and the speed. Well, and customizable. I mean, you know, customers really want what they want, you know, and then so they're able to do that. It's not just something sitting in a hot case that they're able to do. And we still have a, a, an avenue of our market grill in all of our stores that we're selling our fried chicken, we're selling our chicken strips that are, you know, made fresh and breaded in store every single day. I mean, so everything we do in our food hall really begins with quality. I mean, we're gonna find the best breakfast in America and that's what we've done. I mean, we've got the best ingredients, best breakfast we could find. We traveled all over to what we consider some of the top restaurant chains in America that do breakfast and that's how we developed our breakfast menu. So not only are we, you know, rolling out Wahlburgers, we still have in every one of our stores the best breakfast in America. We've got the best hand-breaded chicken tenders we can find and made in-store fresh hand-breaded every single day. So those are things that, that we will continue to do. I mean, those are things we've built into our system and our structure. And I think those are the things that will continue to see us through because you think about the growth of breakfast and you go to our stores and it is the best quality anywhere. And that's where, you know, we've really hung our hat. I mean, we are the best of fresh. That's great, wonderful. <clears throat> um, you know, I was going to, just on Wahlburgers real quick, I know Hy-Vee announced in January, you know, it wouldn't no longer open any freestanding Wahlburgers, just Wahlburgers in store. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that pivot? You know, what, what changed and what was learned there? Well, I mean, for us, and if you look at even the Wahlburgers model, you know, they're going to a smaller kind of order at the counter format because, again, it goes back to the, you know, really the speed and able to service the customer, you know, and that's what we're doing and that's what we found. I mean, we've got great foot traffic through our stores and the convenience of having the store with Wahlburgers in it just makes complete sense versus running a freestanding restaurant. So it just, the synergies there were, were perfect. So for us, it was like, well, we didn't need the freestanding restaurant to make the Wahlburgers work in the store. And I think when we started, we thought that's what you'd have to have. You really needed a freestanding anchor store. So that way it would work as you got into the store so people would understand the brand and get it. But I think they get and understand the brand we don't need the freestanding store to do that. So that was kind of the, the, the shift in instruct strategy a little bit because it's like, well, we can take this right into our stores and, and frankly have the same or better successes than trying to do both, so. Okay, great, makes sense. Um, I wanna flip over to retail media, Hy-Vee's retail media strategy. Uh, yeah. at, you know, HSTV, Shoppable Media. Um, I believe you guys first launched your digital media network in 2021. Does that sound right? Yeah, started on it. Okay. Yep. And so how's this been going? You know, what's next on the horizon? What are the opportunities there? It's going well. I mean, for us, you know, we're out right now working on different avenues of red media. I mean, red media is anything. And, and frankly, we've had red media for years beyond 2021. We really just carved it out and named it. But, you know, we've been working with companies and assets and in the way that we partner for a number of years. And I think you're going to see us continue to you know, shift and evolve on how and what red media really is. I mean, for us, and the thing that we look at is you've got millions of customers coming through your doors every single week, and you have an opportunity to reach those customers as easy as anywhere right now. And I think that's the whole point of retail media. We've got a captive audience. It's just how do we take advantage of that for our supplier partners 
and help them market their product in our stores. So for us, it's about digital and it's about online and it's about e-commerce and it's about our own sites. It's about other people's websites and the ability to sell across to those and drive traffic to our stores, but it's also about our in-store assets. And I think it's really that multi-faceted approach that's going to be really what's going to help us long-term. And I think the thing that we really pride ourselves on is when we have an idea, we do it way better than anybody else. When we have something we want to execute or we want to get out, we do it way better than anybody else. So as we commit to a partner and they're working with us on launching a new item or or doing a promotion, they know that if they come to us, it's going to be over the top. Every store is going to execute. The displays are going to be massive. It's going to be cool. We're going to have everything that goes with it to really execute their promotion. And I think that's the whole point of, of Red Media is really figuring out how we help our CPG partners succeed and grow and have an ROI for all that they want to spend with us. So it's really kind of that almost like an omni-channel approach oh, for even sure. within retail media. It's an omni-channel approach with even retail media, but it's also an omni-channel approach with the ability to have an ROI for all of our partners. Because if we don't have an ROI for them, we're not going to succeed anyway as a retail media company. So it's really finding a way that we can garner their dollars to be very successful for them and be a better spend than any place else they can find. And that's our mission. That's great. Um, I want to switch over to randomly candy, but candy's been hot uh, this whole past year. Uh, and I know Hy-Vee has capitalized on this. You guys added 38 new in-store candy shops just in 2022. Talk about this strategy, just about you know other trends you're seeing in the space. Well, candy is the largest category in GM, right? I mean, so if you're winning in candy, you're going to win in general merchandise for the most part. So, you know, we've really gone all in on candy and continuing to grow the candy departments. And what we're trying to do, to be honest, is you've got a destination in fresh. We always have between produce and the meat department. All we do with the food hall, as you talked about, with our bakeries. I mean, we feel like we've got really good destination points in there, but then food service is kind of just a desert in the middle. So what we've really tried to do, and frankly, under Randy's challenge to us was, how do you find ways you can get people to come down the aisles, finding points of interest? So as you look at one of the best avenues to do that is really with general merchandise. So you think about housewares, you know, we've added housewares departments, especially in our new stores, they've become very large. So you've got housewares, you've got a candy shop, you've got gifting, you've got seasonal. So it's all of these avenues to really create interest inside of, of kind of the middle desert that people want to go down. That's, you know, again, to your point, candy's one that's very impulsive, but if you can get a lot of color and show and, and things inside of those areas that we're able to get them into the center store, that helps us continue to win the battle with center store as well. So that's really what it's all about. So candy's just one for us that's highly impulsive and makes a really cool space inside of that kind of deserted area that makes people want to go down the aisle and check it out. And that's that's how we've kind of hung our hat with candy. Nice to look at, nice to eat. For sure. What's, what's there not to Highly like, consumable, really? yeah, you bet. <laughs> Delicious. You bet. Um, uh, I, I want to say, Jeremy, I mean, we're sitting here, it's 2023. What are the biggest opportunities and challenges, you know, just facing this whole industry at this point in time? Well, we've gotten through, I mean, for us, the supply chain challenges that we've had, you know, a little bit. Right now, it's really food prices and inflation. I mean, I think you're seeing the customer that's really, you know, pinched a little bit paycheck to paycheck. And for us, it's all about finding the reason and need to exist and finding how we get you know value to our customers every single day and how we make them choose us over you know anybody else that's much larger than us you know whether it's Walmart you mentioned it already Walgreens CVS so we're finding areas in ways that we can take care of our customers in in really 
link them to us through you know experience and service and all the things that we do quality value i mean i think those are the things that we'll continue to work on and i think the biggest player right now is really that value play i mean that's you mentioned dollar stores and that's a challenge right now as they pop up because the consumer is really looking for value and i don't see that changing anytime soon so that's what we're working very hard on is how do we really get value and it's not only about price it's about value i mean what creates value for the consumer so i think that's one of the things that we're working very hard on right now to figure out what that value equation is for our consumer of today. That's great. Uh, one final question, uh, just you're, you're newly in the shoes of CEO. Yeah. What's, what are your hopes and what's your vision for the Hy-Vee of, you know, the future? Well, I mean, Hy-Vee's 95 year old company. I mean, so, you know, for me, I, I'm honored to, to have the opportunity to lead the organization, but frankly, we've got a lot of fantastic people in all the areas of the company. So for us, I mean, we are just, striving to do what we do. And that's frankly, take care of our customers and our employees, be the best place to work in America and be the best place to shop in America. And we're gonna to continue to fight that fight. We're gonna to continue to work, focus on quality, focus on value, focus on purpose. I mean, we're a company of great purpose. And you know, we donated $55 million plus back to the communities we serve just last year. You know, we've got our disaster recovery fleet right now. So really being a company of purpose will continue to be what we do. So I don't see us, you know, being doing some great shift. I mean, I think we're going to continue to do what we do very well, and it's really falling underneath those pillars. So we'll continue to drive forward, take great care of our people, and take great care of our customers as we have for 95 years. Wonderful. Well, we are excited to watch you execute on that purpose. Well, thank you. And congrats again on 2023 Retailer of the Year. Thank you. And thank you so much for thank being Thank you. We us. appreciate the honor. Thanks for being here. Wonderful. Great.